Hey everyone, hey, and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host, Tom Quee, here with Tom Quee's favourite ever Metallica record, St. Anger. Today we are discussing Purify. A lot of opinions on Purify, mostly negative, as you would think, and we're going to debate those and interrogate the song and get into that as we always do with a guest. If you're not familiar with the format, it is myself and someone from around the world who loves the band all as much as we do. And we go for a song individually, so I'll urge you to go back and check out all the episodes we've done up to this point, all before the P's. Subscribe to the channel, uh, leave us a review on iTunes, Patreon is there if you want to support the show, you want to give back episodes like this, we'll go onto the RSS feed first. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Stu McKenzie, who yeah, was a new patron a few days ago, and Stu I mentioned on a recent episode, I forget which, I'm recording such a flurry of Metallica content constantly, but a recent one where he has a ticket available, you know, maybe that's been taken in the future, but um, basically has a ticket available for the Twickenham show, so go back and listen to that episode, I think it's Prince Charming, maybe, or Poor Twist of Me, I'm not really sure, but today we are going for you purify as i say and it's not just myself all the way from iceland rainer how's it going sir hey it's going fine and you very well very well i mean talk to me about metallica in iceland i'm assuming that's where you got into them originally like they must be highly regarded right yeah yeah i guess like there's everywhere in the world it's it's, uh, such a big band yeah 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 they just dominate all those markets you know even like it's weird there's like there's british bands and obviously icelandic bands as well that never get out of the confines of their country but i can't imagine there's any soil foreign on this earth that they aren't kings within and for you yourself like how did you get into them like what were the early encounters um i have i have a memory my very first memory of of hearing metallica and I am born in 81, so the same year that Metallica was formed, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I was about eight years old, and my brother had the uh, Jump in the Fire single. Hmm. You know, the orange uh, demon in, on the cover. Oh, yeah, the cover. yeah, yeah, love that. <laughs> and he was listening to the, the song Jump in the Fire in his room, and I just heard this rift. I thought, what is that? I went in his room and just I was blown away. And I think, unfortunately, this is a riff that's Dave Mustaine wrote. That's not right. Mistaken. That's right. Yeah, it was not from Hetfield's hand. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, he was listening to that single a lot, and I was always hanging out with him. And then a couple of years later, uh, after the Black Album came out, then I was about 11, 12. Then it really took off. Uh, my friend had also an older brother who had the black album and didn't really like it, wow. so we took it and just soaked it in. <laughs> the amount of older brothers or brothers' friends that litter yeah. these episodes is incredible. I mean, myself included, and uh, you know, God bless, God bless them. So, I mean, black album era then. Like, how can you not become obsessed with that album and that band at that time? It's one of the vanguard releases, like. Yeah, exactly. And he also had like a like a copy of the VHS from the Seattle show '89, and we just watched that. And then I saw all these other songs. Like, whoa, they have a bunch of songs I haven't heard. Yeah. And then we started to dig in and going to the record store and listening to the albums. I, I remember I, the very first album I bought myself was Justice. Mm. And went to the record store. Hey, can I listen to this? <laughs> I just put the song on and I listened for like 
minute or two and uh, I have to buy this. Yeah. And, you know, going through then for you as a fan, has this always been an obsession? Obviously, you've been into the band for a long time. Did it ever waver, like during the St. Anger years, maybe? or No, I actually, I remember when I heard the song St. Anger for the first time mm. on the radio. And I thought it was amazing. Just been waiting you know, six years for, for some new material. And uh, yeah, I really liked at least that song when it first came out a lot. And I mean, it's hearing Hatfield saying, fuck it all again. And, right, right. And it was just, ah, oh, yeah. And then the album came out and I, I liked it at first. Uh, I mean, I didn't hate it at least. But uh, it hasn't grown very well, I, I have to say. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, definitely agree with you. And just before we get on to Purify, just want to read out a quick email from Oraline Moreau. Uh, Oraline's been on the show before, and uh, you know, of course, he's been on the Pearl Jam Live podcast, Live in Four Legs as well. Great guy, patron. Quick email uh, titled Alpha Talica versus MUYP. Shout out Mel at your podcast, shout out my bros over there. He says, Only one song from Reload and a Say Anger rotating slot. My guess is that Lars picked your side and not Clint's. Enjoy your afternoon. And he also says, P.S. Lonely Day is the worst System of a Down song. So check out my System of a Down uh, retrospective where I'll go for all the songs. And yeah, anyone who knows Hypnotizes Lonely Day. It was actually the lead, uh, no, it wasn't the lead single, but it was like one of the big singles from the se- from that uh, second album of 2005. Absolutely abysmal. But um, you know, let's, let's get into Say Anger then. Let's get into Purify. We kick off with that riff. And it's pretty much instantaneous. You know, it's in your ear. It's kind of a churning furnace of a riff. And I don't know about yourself, but when I listen to it, you know, or go back to it, it's hard for me to ascertain what exactly the melodic structure is in the riff. It kind of almost sounds like garbled noise, but but in a good way. Yeah, that main riff is... Uh, I guess it's the one thing I, I, I can say something positive about this song, I guess. Right. Uh, it's a good riff, but it's, yeah, it's not enough. I actually, I actually don't really like the riff. Like, I like the sense that it becomes static and then the band, like, static noise and the band run in and confirm what it is. But just as itself, like, I think this song is let down a lot on the riffs. And Hetfield didn't really seem to be trying, he seemed to be more of a primitive aesthetic there, and not really overdeveloping his parts, which is fine, which is cathartic, which reflected the environment it came from. But I think the intro riff, also the outro riff, where it kind of has the false ending and that riff comes in. Like, I mean, we're skipping right to the end, but what, what do you think of that yeah. riff? I don't get that riff. You should have cut yeah. that out. Yeah. It makes no sense at all for the song. It does nothing. It's just like this whole song is kind of just like a demo. It, it seems unfinished. Yeah, I mean, I am an apologist for St. Anger, as people who listen to the show will know. But yeah, I think Purify, there's a few things I don't mind, like just as a guy who does a fucking Metallica podcast, and I have to sort of think about these songs a little bit. But yeah, it's certainly one of the weakest efforts on St. Anger, I think. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And just that that chorus, uh, it's, wow. it's just it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's a love-hate chorus. Like, I don't <laughs> mind it, but it is very, like, you, a lot of the feedback online, a lot of people... Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the, he has, like, the two two Jameses in the backing mm-hmm. vocals, I guess. One high and one low, and yeah, this yeah. low one is just... Yeah, yeah, it sounds kind of 
dried out, drugged out. Yeah, and it's kind of the alternative voices of right. There's a lot of that on, say, anger, that kind of dissonant mm. um, oscillation. And yeah, getting into the um, after the main riff. Metallica do something that so many bands do, so many, uh, you know, pop punk bands like A Day to Remember do, and so many metal bands, whatever. The empty chugging, like, I, <laughs> to me, that's the epitome of, like, you, you guys ran out of ideas. You guys literally didn't put your hands on the fretboard and just strum those open chords. Like, it's just quite boring. Yeah, it just seems like a working progress kind of thing, like from a riff tape or something. It's just... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a really weird tongue. I, I, I guess James really wanted this something he wanted to get off his chest, all this purify post-rehab thing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but they really should have put more work into it. Absolutely. And, you know, Metallica, lyrically, I you know, they either deal in, like, big emotional absolutes or some sort of, like, you know, Cthulhu Mythos or whatever, that's kind of their two uh, two modes there. Him saying Turpentine in the lyrics takes me out of the song instantly. Like, I know it's not a brand name, I know it's just a thing, but it just sounds... I think the idea as well of using, like, paint stripper or thinner to kind of pull out this, you know, violent, uh, volatile oil on you and stuff like that, it's just a little, I don't know, it's something you do in high school, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Shallow, it's, like... It's- it's almost uh, directly from when he's talking about in the movie mm. uh, some kind of monster when he's talking about when he was in rehab and he like stripped all the layers off him to the bone and right, right. I guess it really he, he used used those thoughts into the, those lyrics and um, uh, yeah but uh, it could have done much better I think I mean I think vocally james rescues this song to a certain extent because he's so animated and he has such a you know performative yelp and like ah purify you know he gets in this kind of thematic almost james dean like you know screw you guys on the i don't know there's something very very performative about it there's definitely a drama there and the word purify uh rain it comes up a hell of a lot in the song it, the, there's word play pure if i like it's kind of the centerpiece Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. Pure if I. That is apparently uh, what it is officially, because someone mentioned that on Twitter, and I was like, "Is it?" And you go on their website, and they've spelt it pure if I on Metallica dot com. Ah, so, okay. Yeah. I never but knew yeah, that. it's kind of it's, it's a subtle pun, very subtle from James there mm-hmm. in an album that's anything but. And the, the verses, what do you make of the verses? Like the guitar is, you know, very stop start again, very call and response. Like a lot of say anger is, it's always very, very inwardly drawn. Yeah, and then of course you have that, have that beautiful snare sound always right going on, and when it go like did a little bit, bang, hit him. That, I don't know. It's, it's, it gets really annoying. I think, especially in this song. You can hear it yeah. so clearly when it stops and like bang. And, <laughs> yeah, it does. Ah. Out. It does. I mean, this is this is the tenth track on an eleven-song album. Um, it's definitely mm. one of the worst of the albums I've said before. Like, I prefer Frantic over it. Say Anger, uh, Invisible Kid. I actually don't mind. Uh, Unnamed Feeling and All Within My Hands. I think are great. Yeah. But 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 I yeah, think, I think this actually, it's my least favorite song. Of all the albums, I, I think this is my least favorite Metallica song of wow. them all. Wow! 
<laughs> that's great. I mean, yeah. Well, here we are today, so I'm sorry. We've got to talk about it a little yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah. Gotta have some bad ones. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, some people will defend this song, I suppose. Um, you know, the bass I quite like in this song, kind of bulging underneath. You can hear it, you know, in the sort of creaky distance, which I like. I think the production's quite nice. Um, it is, as I say, a love-hate chorus. Like, it's the way the guitar is as well. Under the purifies it. No, 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 no. Like, there's really little going on there, little in variation. And obviously we don't have guitar solos, but what we do get, I think maybe the sort of, you know, part of the catharsis of the song James mm. takes the place of a guitar solo by just sort of losing his mind. Like he he squeals on this song essentially. Yeah. There is. I, I was actually yeah. I was thinking when I was listening to it that there is room in this song for a, for a guitar solo. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, there, the, I don't understand why they, why they didn't try it at least. I know what you mean. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I could, I could hear like Kirk going crazy on the, on the strings. Yeah. It's, maybe it could have saved some, some of the song if they did that. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, if there is some sort of lost tapes or something of Kirk's Saint Anger solos. I would love to hear them. And, you know, he is kind of nonsensical as a guitar player in this era and, and beyond, as we've seen in Death Magnetic and Hardwired. Like, not to say there's not some great pieces in there, but for the most part, he's just sort of, you know, he's being told what to do now. But I think they would kind of work in the St. Anger realm a little more, you know, Kirk's latter-era solos, because they're all war and, and passion, I guess. Yeah. He, he's always talking about, like, like from the Hardwired. Like, he, he didn't want to... He just wanted to show up and do his thing and not have it too thought out. And maybe, I don't know, for the last couple of years, he, he maybe is considering more of surfing than, than playing sure, the card. Sure, he, yeah. He's, he's thinking he's, about uh, a fucking Frankenstein poster when he should be writing solos. Like. I think it's not all bad. It's not all bad, but I I couldn't call any hardwired solo great. Mm. No. If I, I look deep down in myself, if I think about all the guitar solos I know that I love, I'm like, well, no, it's trash. Mm. Like, I, and mm. that's that's quite a high barrier. I appreciate that you can't measure everything by that, but I don't know. You know, I've, I've not got enough life to waste on bad art. Like, I, I just I'm going to move on to something I enjoy, and I, I can't say that much of Hardwired solo repertoire is. Come on, even in Metallica, like I think way better stuff on Killer All. Yeah, I mean, I, I I always try to look at the the positive things mm-hmm. in, in the songs, and I mean, I, I like him as a guitarist and as an artist, so I always appreciate whatever he does. But he hasn't really maybe grown for the. He's maybe it's a little static in his style or something. I don't know, but. But I can always appreciate his solos. Well, even though it's it's not something you remember, you you can always tell it's him at least. I, yeah, I suppose I suppose that's true. I mean, yeah, and you can always tell it's Lars on this song because of the snare. Um, there's some double bass in this track as well. There's effectively a minute of James um, basically allowing Lars to solo as he's kind of chugging as he was in the intro with Kirk there. And the song does, you know, stretch its arms and lean out, and it has the capacity to go off the leash at certain times, which is quite exciting about St. Anger. And it's a very St. Angry song, of course, but I think just these modes, these idioms are employed a bit more successfully um, on other tracks. It's some of the lyrics as well aren't exactly, 
you know, nourishing me uh, in terms of awe. I ain't dancing with your skeletons. I ain't dancing with what might have been. Mm. You can find the dirt on anything. Any, like, any, <laughs> like, what, a clean kitchen, James? Like, I don't... Yeah, it should have been... It's like a corrupt it, cop. Like, I find dirt on you, like... Song on the on the album, I think. Mm-hmm. It should have been shorter, uh, and, and maybe it just shouldn't have been there at all. Yeah, maybe the song that shouldn't have existed, I think, would be better for everyone. But, you know, it is out there. All, uh... Uh, leave that for the for Purify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just before we get to the Twitter feedback, um, obviously, as we always go to at MetallicaPod to hear what you guys think, um, little reviews of the songs, love to read them out. Um, this song's never been played live. C- can you ever mm. see it being, being pulled out? Oh, uh, well, I don't think they would ever play this one. Probably never again, not even in rehearsing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that, actually, because obviously, as most people know, with, say, Anger, they did a tie-in CD, DVD performance of them in studio doing the whole record, um, which is mm-hmm. really, really cool. And I was watching the performance of Purify beforehand, and they give a really good performance. And at the end, James goes camp, goes to the camera in a camp voice, like, so metal, like that. I'll, I'll play a clip here. It's It's really odd. So metal. Have you seen that? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's right at the end, so obviously a lot of people might miss that. But check out that live performance of them playing it again. But yeah, I mean, you know, Purify, you're not up there, uh, you know, in the St. Anger rankings, I'm afraid. A lot of people despise you, and I understand that. And I, it, it, not a very fun song. Like, I like to see kind of where it went. And I hadn't listened to it for a little while, and I was a little rusty on certain uh, changes there. But, you know, altogether, um, pretty underwhelming, but pretty unsurprising as well. So just going out to you guys on Twitter, uh, at MetallicaPod, your thoughts on Purify. Ralph saying, lots of staccato riffing and drumming on this one. New agey James lyrics on this one seem to be discussing his recovery. Like the wordplay with Purify and Purify. That's what I was saying before. I hadn't actually, wasn't actually aware of that, Ralph. Uh, solid overall track. Not the greatest on the album, not the worst. Still miss regular drum sound in a solo, though. Uh, Buzzo saying, so unfairly maligned. One of the best on St. Anger. It's quite a shocking opinion, Bozzo, and I know you're coming on the show soon. I think we're doing uh, Seek and Destroy, and I'm going to challenge you on that. So I'm looking forward to that. No, we're not doing Seek and Destroy. We're doing... And I know we're doing Stone Cold Crazy. So, uh, yeah, we'll chat then. Uh, Triton saying, Purify is kind of a head-scratcher at first. But once the bridge starts, it's an absolute... Cr- it's a crushing riff-fest. A very angry and out-of-control song that sums up what Sanger is about. Mike saying, I like the album, but this is not a top track for me. Probably my least favourite Metallica song. Something has to be the bottom. Yeah, very true. Steven uh, from Metallica Chat saying, In context of the overall style of Sanger, it's one of the tracks that best succeeds, in my opinion. Purify feels natural and authentic in that environment. Blunt, raw, unfiltered. Fixer finally saying fucking intense, the most angriest song on the record. Oh no, sorry, Luke finally saying shit. Very simply, uh, summing up Purify. Any uh, any final thoughts on Purify? I think we covered it pretty well. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, like like I said, it's it's, it's now it's not a good song. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think definitively, yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've declared that now, and we've uh, we've explained ourselves well. So. Close up a few quick five questions. Talking of good songs, um, the first one for you. What is your favorite Metallica song? 
Uh, I think I have to say because like I was telling you earlier that that memory when I went to the record store and just uh, chose that just this album to listen to and just uh, and black and started and it just blew me away so I that has always stuck with me when that that feeling when I heard it for the first time so yeah I have to say black and I mean the 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 bridge riff to black and is you know one of the greatest riffs ever I'd say like and Blackened is outstanding in its imagery as well. And just, yeah, definitely one of my favorite top two or three. What about favorite album for you of theirs? Yeah, I always, I always connect this, this, this feeling when I, when I, the, the same moment when I, when I picked up that album and listened to that song, it's just, it, it really, really sucked me in so much when I heard it for the first time. So I, I think, Justice is the, my most go-to album when I when I'm like I'm gonna listen to some Metallica and I'll, so I I think I'm listening to Justice the most and I guess it's my favorite favorite album but I'm also I'm, I really like the loads and and just kind of everything yeah uh, yeah I guess Saint Anger is the, the one, kind of the one album I don't put on that much maybe every five years or something yeah yeah i mean we've all got those you know regular rotation otherwise what about your um favorite member of the band well i have to say jason i'm yeah. a big jason guy he, he just when with his live, I, mean, I really like uh, watching the live performances. And when he was in the band, they were so energetic, and he was just so amazing live. Those backup vocals and yeah, the energy he brought—it was just so amazing. I miss that. Yeah, he is a big absence. Jason said often at the end of these episodes, and yeah, he was the powerhouse. He was the you know the the fan living the dream, the conduit, uh, the windmill extraordinaire. What about seeing them live? Have you seen them live at all? Yeah, I've actually seen them twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came to Iceland in uh, in 2004. And that was the Medley and Anger with the World Tour, it yep. was called. Yep. And when there they uh, opened with Black End, that was amazing. It was yeah. a great show. It was so hot. July, was, July 4th it was. Yeah, 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 that's right. Cool. Was that at the time the biggest concert ever held in Iceland? It 18, was 18,000 18, people, yeah. A uh, record that was broken last year by Guns N' Roses. Cool. Uh, that, but that was outdoors, so... And that will be broken this summer when Ed Sheeran comes. <laughs> <laughs> God, he's big there as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then I saw them when I was living in uh, Milan, Italy, mm. in uh, 2015, in June, I think. And yeah, that was that was actually then I, I I wasn't I wasn't too excited going to that concert. I was like, yeah, they're getting kind of old, and I hadn't been listening too much for a couple of years then. But then I went to the show, and wow, it was amazing. Yeah, they, they opened. opened with- uh, yeah, it opened with yeah with, with fuel mm-hmm. when the like, intro came, and then James walked like calmly on the stage, like um, I have an announcement to make, and then he just started get fuel, get me back. 
Yeah, yeah, amazing shows. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool set as well in Milan. Mel Militia third into King Nothing. Unforgiven two into Cyanide later on. Frayed mm-hmm. ends, then just a real greatest hits uh, from yeah. one onwards. Yeah, you got Master Fate Black Suit. Jesus, that list from from the time I saw them in Iceland and and there. So I, I yeah, mm. I was really bad. It was weird the thing when the, in 2015 they had the the crowd on stage. It's kind of yeah. awkward. Yeah, they did that at Glastonbury the same year. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of their outdoor things. Yeah, I know what you mean. They've sort of got a fist pump for two hours. and like stand there like next to them. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an upgraded snake pit, really, uh, you know, yeah. which, was, which was quite nice. So we will close um, just by asking, uh, if you were to do a podcast like this about a band that you love, what's one you'd like to cover? Mm. Uh the bands that I've like obsessed about as much as Metallica, well, not as much, but I was really into Pantera mm-hmm. in the nineties. I actually was really into Corn, like for the first two, right. maybe three albums. But there are also some Icelandic bands that have you ever heard of Skullmelt? I haven't actually. No, it's like a Icelandic Viking metal band. They are, they, they are really good. I really love that. But they also have done a, a concert with the, with the Icelandic Orchestra. And it's, it's like, you should check it out. It's yeah. amazing. How, how do you spell that? Sorry. Uh, S-K, and then uh, Icelandic letter. Oh, it's like okay. a A with a, with a thing on top. Right. Uh, maybe I'll just send it to you. Yeah, yeah, that that might be that might be easier. Yeah, but no, that's cool. Yeah, I haven't haven't heard of those. I obviously, yeah. Armageddon, I guess. Yeah, and you met. I mean, Pantera get have came a few times, and yet there's never been a Pantera. I don't know if there's been a Corn podcast actually. You would think because there's been there's really obscure bands that have their own podcast. So it's like well, Corner. Their history. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks like there's been a few on other podcasts, but not an actual dedicated long journey. So, um, yeah, this has been great, man. I guess finally. Is there anything you'd like to promote? How can people get in touch with you? Um, no. no. Just uh, if you ever need a, a graphic designer, I'm, I'm freelancing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have seen some of my work. I did, I did the, uh, uh, the the romantic novel cover for, for Metal of Your Podcast. Did you see that? Oh, yes, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is an accolade. That is crazy, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, please follow us, guys, at MetallicaPod. Um, get in touch with MetallicaPod at gmail.com if you want to come on the show like today. We do have quite a few songs still open. So, uh, yeah, hit me up and I'll let you know what's available and when we're due to record. Patreon is there if you want to get back to the show as well. If you enjoy the show, you want to help support Alpha Metallica, um, you can listen to all the future episodes there before they go on the main feed. Um, check out my System of Down thing all the other stuff Tom Waits podcast as well uh, you know we've came back guys we're not getting the listeners we're used to so uh, yeah subscribe to us there leave us a review but this has been Tom and uh, Rainier thanks so much man this has been a really good chat thank you